millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And this is Side Note. A podcast where every episode we tell stories and debate a controversial subject. And then we research and splice in all the science and mind-blowing shiznit throughout so you are entertained while simultaneously learning. Today we're talking about caffeine. Greg tells a hilarious story about the time that the ASAP Science Office all tried to quit caffeine for a video and it went very wrong. Then I talk about a time when I got severely addicted to coffee and it almost ruined my life. And then finally we have a big debate on whether or not caffeine is good for you. Hello, Mitch. Hi, Greg. How's uh, it going? Good. How are you? I haven't seen you in a while. Jokes. <laughs> Jokes. I see you every second of every day. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we just uploaded a video, though, so that always feels good. Thursday yeah. afternoons are our Saturday. Yeah, because it's like vacation time Woo-hoo. slash, no, what's next week's video? Do we know? Do we know? Okay. Okay. All right. So we have a very interesting comment today. Uh, it's from Be a Spookyosa on Ooh, Twitter. Halloween Sounds vibe. A like Leviosa. Um, it's <laughs> at B underscore Omics. And they said, at Whale Watch Me Please, this is directed That's to me. you, Greg. LOL, my favorite bits about the latest ep were the consistent and misguided shout outs to the actor from high school musical Corbin Blue. Hashtag side note podcast. Okay, so (laughs) that was from our masturbation episode when we were talking about gay porn websites. And what we meant to say was Corbin Fisher. (laughs) That's the gay porn website. Not Corbin Blue. Corbin Blue is always on my mind. I think that he is sort of like underappreciated. He goes under the radar a lot. Like, where's Corbin Blue's come up? Where's his best supporting actor nomination? Where is he, period? I don't know. Exactly. I think he's working on indie films. We just haven't seen them. Maybe you're not as gay as we all thought. What do you mean? Well, you didn't even know the gay porn website. It's pretty gay to think to think of Corbin Blue High School Musical That's before true. anything. Okay. Wow, I really came for you when you challenged my gayness. <laughs> oh, what did we learn this week? I learned something kind of cool this week, um, and it's related to gay people. Mine's related to gay people too. Oh my god! Is it actually okay? Well, mine is <laughs> a little more intense, but also very optimistic. So you know the drug prep. It stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. It's like whoa! Uh, I thought it just meant preparation. Well, that it's also uh, maybe that's why they explain it to people. So because prep is a drug that um, people use. Uh, preemptively to stop the spread of HIV. So instead of like having to, it's what do you call when something's like you use beforehand? Why can't I think of the preparation? Yeah, when you're <laughs> when you're uh, being proactive as opposed to like after the fact having to protect for it. Um, and so lots of gay men use this and they just did a big study in Australia. I think it was the biggest one that's ever been done. There's not a lot on the effectiveness of prep. Um, and so 
in Australia, the incidence of HIV over the last year, when they started tracking the use of PrEP, has gone down by a third. So, oh, wow. So new cases, for example, that the year before would have been a th- like in the normal range that they would see every single year. This past year, it went down by a third, which was the largest it's ever gone down anywhere in the world. It's the fastest de- decline that has ever been seen in the world of so HIV. So PrEP is working. Yeah, and it's, it's their no- lowest number in Australia since 1985. So very optimistic in Australia they also like subsidize it so people can actually afford it on a monthly basis instead of it being a thousand dollars a month it's like thirty five dollars a month wow but I just thought that you know that's really positive oh my god usually I'm like Australia's a red flag of racism and issues but right now it's like good job (laughs) Australia you need to back that up Greg you say that more (laughs) often than you should Australia I love you I went to school there (laughs) what did you learn this week Greg okay mine is like less sciencey okay so I finished this book called Johnny Appleseed by Joshua Whitehead so this is a shout out to everyone to purchase this book. Go to your local bookstore to buy it because that's the right thing to do. But if you can't find it, order it on Amazon. It made me love my mom so much because she, she gave me this oh, book. Oh, that's really Yeah, nice. it okay. is like, and it was like just the most like touching, like queer, amazing book. And I was just really, I don't know how my mom even found out about it, but I don't know. It was it, is it like me. a best-selling book ahead of time or no? It's uh, just no, like... I don't know. So this is the thing. While I was reading it, it didn't have, like, I hadn't read any press about it. And every time I turn a page, I'd be like, is this the best book I've ever read? Like, do you wow. know what I mean? Because sometimes when you right. hear, oh, this book's so good, it helps you. I'm like, this Prime. book is incredible. So it's by an, uh, he two-spirited person, but it would be easier maybe for more people to understand, like an indigenous queer person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ugh. Anyways, you just have to read it. But the thing that I learned was a quote from it, which I thought was like really amazing. And it's sort of about being gay. And this is after throughout the book. It's a very graphic sexual book. Again, I'm like, mom, I love you so much. I don't know how you gave me this. But this is like the first time he's ever like bottomed for someone. Okay. And it's like, no, opposite. The first time he's ever topped. Okay. He's usually bottomed. It's really interesting. And this guy's sort of asking him advice. And he says, he's sort of like, why would you ask me advice? He's down on himself. And he says, um, yeah, how about this? We all got thick skin, but we still got to let people in. And I think that that's, it was like sort of what this book is about. It's like when you're queer, you do build up a thick skin and you figure out a way to like get through life, mm-hmm. but you do have to let people in. And it's, I, I thought that was a meaningful uh, thing to think about and to learn. He also then goes on to say that's such an ha- easy thing to say and a hard thing to live by. But For I sure. just wanted to highlight this book because it was amazing and the best book I've read all year. Again, Johnny Appleseed by Joshua Whitehead. Story time. Story time. Story time. Story time. Today we are talking about literally my best friend, <laughs> Caffeine. Um, I thought so, you were going to say Ernie. That's so rude. No, I've only known Ernie for five months. I'm kidding. I love downplaying how much I literally love this dog so much. Anyways, um, Ernie is our dog for anyone who's like, why do they keep talking about Bert and Ernie? Um, okay. Ernie's gay and the dog and the puppet. Wow. Okay. Caffeine, on. Greg. Okay. I'm sorry. I started that. So, Caffeine. The story that I have is about a time when here at ASAP Science, we decided that we (laughs) would stop drinking coffee for 30 days to film a video about the effects. Okay. Oh, my God. I was away at this point, wasn't I? Yeah. You were on Big Brother. Oh, my God. Good riddance. (laughs) I feel like so many of our stories are just like Mitch was locked away in like some weird ass (laughs) social experiment. And so we had done videos prior to this, like being vegetarian for 30 days, being vegan for 30 days. Like it was around the time of like when BuzzFeed was doing all that and it was viral and we were like, we're going to do it too. And so (laughs) we started by not drinking coffee. And I'm not kidding. Like the anger I felt for like everyone in our office that day. (laughs) 
<laughs> Wait, that day, just in, even the first day. The first day, I literally was like, huh, Rachel's sitting beside me, so it's okay. Like, Rachel come in, I'd be like, mm, wow, Rachel's being a little bit rude today. <laughs> like, oh, I guess, wow, Rachel's not really doing very much work today. <laughs> and, like, we were all just, like, so mad. And I, it was awful like devastatingly awful so i remember the it was the second night so the first day was kind of like a little bit of anger like misguided anger Mm -hmm. like you know what i mean i wasn't like it wasn't affecting me that much i was right and maybe you're like i'm pushing through you have a bit of adrenaline maybe yeah yeah and i'm just like oh i'm excited for this like not even thinking the caffeine had anything Mm -hmm. to do with the fact that i literally was pissed at everyone Mm -hmm. then the next day was like the depression like it was so sad and i remember like two of our best friends Ali and chanel coming over to our house when we lived with roommates Mm -hmm. to visit Sarah and it was like 6 p.m. And I was like, I'm so sick and tired and have such a headache that I hid in my room and like told them I had a flu, but I didn't. I just was (laughs) like physically incapable of keeping up a conversation with them. I felt so awful. And then on the third day, which was our last (laughs) I remember coming into the office and Cell, our editor, was doing it. Rachel was doing it. And we were all just sitting at our computers realizing we'd done nothing the last three (laughs) days. Like, the amount of work that we would get done in this office, like, we probably had gotten, like, a half a day's work done in three days. We were depressed. We were pissed at each other. I remember we were in the hallway trying to film something. And we were coming back to our, like, we walked a mere three meters from our hallway, from our office to film something in the hallway. And when we came back to go inside, Cell just walked by our office door. And we were like, Cell, where are you going? And she was like, what? Oh, wait, that's our office. And I was like, Cell. And we came inside and we were like, okay, from a productivity standpoint, this is so dumb. This video isn't going to, like, go so viral that it's worth sacrificing all of our work for 30 days. Was it initially? Yeah, 30 days is how long you were planning to go for. And you lasted three? Three days. And then I was like, I called it off because I was like, this is, not only am I like, do I hate everyone and I'm depressed and I can't even hang out with my friends. We're not doing any work. Right. So then we canned it. I'm sure we have some footage somewhere where we I've just... never seen this footage. I want to find it. It's probably on a drive I know. Somewhere. And then we're like, this video is going to suck because all we're doing is like, hey, it's great. <laughs> I'm super lethargic. And it's like, then also we'll get to the debate later. Caffeine isn't even that bad for you. We were like, what is this even trying to prove? Anyways, <laughs> my story is about a three-day experiment that went awry, in which case nothing was done at ASAP Science and I wanted to physically hurt people. As we stated earlier, caffeine promotes wakefulness because it has the same chemical structure as adenosine. And adenosine makes us sleepy, so if caffeine is actually binding to your adenosine receptor and blocking it, you get less sleepy. But with long-term use of caffeine, aka drinking your coffee every day, maybe two times a day, I don't know how crazy you are, (laughs) your brain responds by creating more adenosine receptors, which means more caffeine is needed to elicit the same response. It also means that when you try to quit drinking coffee or miss your daily intake, you might experience some withdrawal symptoms and feel more tired than you would have before you even ever drank coffee. Once a dependence on a substance has formed, withdrawal symptoms will start when the substance is then removed. Different drugs and substances will have different withdrawal symptoms and timelines depending on how they interact with your brain and your body. But whatever the drug, the withdrawal symptoms have the opposite effect of the drug. So. 
caffeine, for example. What will happen is you'll be less wakeful and you'll be more sleepy. Withdrawing from a stimulant like cocaine may lead to depression or excessive anxiety or daytime sleepiness. Quitting something like alcohol, which is a depressant, means that when you stop, you might feel hyperactive, anxious, sweating, tremors. Often we think simply getting a person off a harmful substance is the way to go and encourage people to quit cold turkey. However, as you may have heard before, some withdrawal symptoms can be extremely dangerous. In fact, withdrawal symptoms from alcohol, if you're an alcoholic, can be one of the most dangerous. So if you are feeling like you're addicted to something and you're wanting to stop, you may want to think about talking to your doctor first for the best course of action. All right, mine's sort of similar, but in the opposite direction of your story. So while you were going through what? withdrawal, I, so I used to drink coffee. Like I've gone <gasps> in and out in my life of drinking like lots of caffeine, sometimes university, sometimes not. Um, but then, like before I realized it was the cause of all my heartburn for anyone out there who has really bad heartburn. I had it for like two years straight, almost every single day. And you don't get heartburn anymore. I occasionally do if I eat like really greasy, bad food. But it, when I stopped drinking coffee every day, it went away. So that's for all you out there who might be experiencing that. But so when we drank coffee, I remember um, your aunt, Greg's aunt, used to work for Nestle. And she had given us like this Nescafe, like, uh, you know, what do you call those? Like the pods. You have the pods. This is before we realized the pods were. It was a famously like. Bat, like it wasn't the fancy. It wasn't Nescafe. That's the no. Fancy, you're right. Like, George it Clooney. Was, it one. was just like the Nestle coffee yeah, machine. That famously or didn't work in Canada. <laughs> yeah. like, no one wanted it. But she, yeah. Eventually, I think went out of business. But we had those pods. I was like so into it because like I didn't make my own coffee. I didn't love going to buy coffee. But this way, you could get like little cappuccinos or lattes in a little pod. Loved the idea. It was novel at the beginning. Before we realized those pods are literally like so much garbage and so bad for the environment. But. I got so into them that eventually I realized one day that I was just like, okay, I want to have another one. I'm feeling really good or I'm feeling like now that I'm kind of addicted to coffee, I need more. And I feel like you yeah. can relate because you used to drink one coffee a day. Now you drink two coffees and a I've day. And I've stayed at two for years, so do not throw me. Okay, but this box. is what happened to me. So I had one coffee a day at first and then I was like, oh my God, like I must be like really stressed or just been doing a lot of work. Like I need another coffee right now. So eventually I like upped it to two a day uh-uh. and I was like, but they taste so good. I don't mind. But then I like slowly was actually like two coffees is not enough for me. I, c- I was like, I'm a monster. Like, what's happening? I actually still hate the world. Like, am I so sick? It was going on for long enough. But then... Did you ever get to three? I think I started three, but then I was like, this can't be right. So I go (laughs) to the boxes of tablets or whatever you call them. Pods. Of the pods. The pods. <laughs> Tablets. I'm like, wait, were you doing caffeine? No, no, no. What's happening? <laughs> no. They were pods. And I look at the box and it's like the kind that I thought I was drinking. But then I realized your aunt had given us a bunch. And in this box was not the same thing that the box was saying it was. And all of them were decaf. No. So I was fully like actually in withdrawal as well. But like experiencing like a placebo at first i guess that yes. did not work at all though like placebo can only take you so far i think because i so some of these decaf ones did give you a bit of an amp from well, placebo i don't because it's hard to track back to like when i actually started grabbing the decaf ones you know what i mean yeah. like i don't know the day it happened oh my god I my mean... aunt fully trolled you <laughs> i know and i remember feeling like 
it, it, I felt crazy because I was like, it's not working. Have I become immune to caffeine? Oh my God. It was so brutal. And I went through all those withdrawal symptoms that you guys went through. But in my mind was like, I'm literally going crazy. It's like, I've always wondered what would happen if you gave someone who thinks they're drinking non-alcoholic um, beer or whatever. Like, I think that'd be a fun experiment. But I've gone through like the caffeine version of that. Was not fun. Did not work. Placebo is not strong enough in the case of there caffeine. There is nothing worse than like getting something that's not caffeinated when you think that it's caffeinated that happened to me once at a restaurant and i was so depressed after <laughs> you're like Am I, why isn't it working uh, yeah yeah no because it is like yeah whenever you're needing a coffee you're needing a coffee mm-hmm. as we have seen so as we i guess know here coffee works it works well Placebo is simply a substance that doesn't contain an active ingredient meant to affect the health of any consumer. So it's often a sugar pill in science studies, or in this case, my coffee didn't actually have any caffeine in it. And so the placebo effect, or sometimes called placebo analgesia, is when a placebo affects a patient's condition simply because they expect that it will have an impact on them. Obviously, in this case with the coffee, I was only partially impacted, I think, at first, and eventually I was like, this is not working, and obviously the placebo didn't last very long but it's a really cool example of how our brains and our complex mental activity can literally affect you on a biological and neurological level and sort of suggests that there's a legitimate credence to the idea that mind over matter is actually a thing Now, the neat thing about the placebo effect is that it actually has an additive effect. So people who expect that the drug will work and are having this placebo effect when they're actually taking a drug, there's a synergistic effect, sometimes to the effect of double what they would expect from the drug. But the placebo effect occurs more prominently in some conditions and less in others. So, for example, depressed patients have a reduced placebo effect, maybe due to lower expectations, whereas Alzheimer's patients lose the capacity to experience placebo at all. But even though there isn't a single placebo effect, because every different drug does something totally different physiologically, and it all depends on a lot of different factors, researchers actually showed that something called endogenous opioid and cannabinoids are involved. So, by blocking opioid receptors or using opioid antagonists, something like naloxone, it actually blocks the placebo response in people who are expecting the placebo to work. And if that doesn't work, they found that if they block the cannabinoid receptors, the placebo effect doesn't work either, which I thought that was really cool. So even though there's all these different versions of placebos, they kind of come down to certain parts of our brain that we can actually mitigate and minimize how effective the placebo actually is with other drugs. So Use them wisely, but actually just mostly use them to your doctor's recommendations. Okay, thanks. We'll be right back after this break with a heated debate about whether or not caffeine is good or bad. Hey listeners, we have some awesome news for you. We really want to tell you right now about this other podcast that we're so excited about. It's called Ty Asks Why from CBC Podcasts. Ty Poole is a curious philosopher who is 11 years old, okay? And he's asking life's biggest questions like, what happens after you die? Why do we dream? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How can we fix climate change? So follow along again as 11-year-old Ty heads to coffee shops, universities, and playgrounds looking for these answers. His conversations with everyone from NASA experts to, you know, his little brother will expand your mind and touch your heart. So subscribe to Ty Asks Why wherever you get your podcasts. All right, today's debate is all about caffeine. Debate time. The premise is that caffeine is good for you. Greg will be debating and arguing for this point, and I will be arguing against it. Greg, do you want to go first today? Uh, Sure. You I'm literally to... wearing a cape. What? <laughs> what does <laughs> that have to I'm so confident. <laughs> that you're a superhero. Oh my God, I think I need a coffee. Okay, Greg, your time fighting for caffeine starts now. Okay, so literally, I think I just went off the bat because it wakes you up. Okay, that's like the best thing. In general, Mitch, when we walk around during the day, Mitch is like, I'm tired. I'm lethargic. And I'm like, okay, you're not drinking coffee. I'm drinking coffee. I'm literally fine. I could run home. Do you want me to run home? You take an Uber. I'll run home. Okay, so when you are existing as a homo sapien in this world and you are awake, adenosine is a specific neurotransmitter that builds up in your head. And it literally, sorry, builds up in your body, not necessarily your head. Oh, my God, Mitch, don't look at me like that. (laughs) (laughs) Am I throwing you off? Go. (laughs) Builds up. And this increase in adenosine binding to certain receptors in your brain is what makes you feel fatigued, makes you feel tired. Caffeine actually binds to these specific receptors, so adenosine can't, and it literally wakes you up, making you better at work, making you better at working out, making you a better human, okay? So, Caffeine also it taps into that fight or flight response, so it literally makes you happy. It increases your heart rate, gets your blood pumping, gives you adrenaline. It stops the reuptake of dopamine, which is the feel-good hormone. It's like, of course, I don't want that reuptaking. I want that shooting through my body, making me feel good again. I'm just like, can you hear me right now? It's like caffeine correlates with legitimately happy <laughs> awakeness. Okay, moving on. So it. There's a myth about how bad it is for you. And in fact, there's some really specific studies that show that it can help decrease the development of Parkinson's, which is like, I don't know. I just don't want Parkinson's. 30 seconds. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So (laughs) it can reduce colon cancer, skin cancer, liver cirrhosis. Okay. So because it's a diuretic and stuff and it has to do uh, with your liver, it actually helps with the develop not develop oh my god i'm panicking not developing <laughs> liver disease 10 and seconds i'm just gonna end by saying and i'm gonna bring up some other points in the later in the five seconds, it makes you it. feel freaking <laughs> happy and that's your time girl oh wow okay 
Wow, you certainly stuttered a lot. Didn't prepare too much for that, did you? Okay. Uh, wow. I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. No, you were great. You were great. I'm li- <laughs> did you not have your coffee in this afternoon? I literally just had my second. My blood is pumping. Oh, uh, maybe you're sweating. too amped. Doesn't that happen sometimes too? I, I can't think. Wow, too amped. Wow, that's my issue. I'm too Okay. Amped. Well, you want to time me? Okay, Mitch. Uh, someone who hasn't had coffee, so it might be a little bit slower. <laughs> uh, you're going to start your debate right now. Okay, full disclosure, the past few months I've been back on tea because I have a dog and I have to <gasps> like, wake up. And this is the problem. I hate it so much because it's actually so hard to quit. Because as we've heard already in this podcast, you become a cranky little baby just like Greg is most of the time when he doesn't have his coffee because you know what? It's a drug. And when people have their drugs taken away from them, they go through a form of withdrawal. The more caffeine that you have, the more you need to feel the same way. As Greg described, adenosine builds up in your brain but when you have caffeine it also stimulates the same section of your brain and creates more receptors and then you need more caffeine to feel the same thing and that is what's happening to me right now and why it's so hard to quit because you fall even harder the longer you've been addicted. You should also know that it depletes your serotonin levels, which are linked to normal sleep, bowel function, mood, and energy levels. So you might be all peppy, happy, yes, when you're having caffeine, but when you're not, you're going to be down and having mood swings, girl, okay? And if you didn't hear me properly, it reduces your sleep quality, which is one, one of the most important things to me. I don't know about you. I love my sleep um, because the more caffeine you have, the shorter your sleep durations are, the more times you wake up through the night, and the more inc- you have a higher excuse me you increase your daytime sleeping habits so when caffeine just messes up all of your sleep schedule and they found that even people who don't drink caffeine after noon like after 12 p.m. still have these issues and when they quit altogether they actually got better sleep um, caffeine is a diuretic so if you're like me and you hate peeing because you have to pee all the time every time I have a tea or a coffee I literally pee 5 million gallons I'm like how is this even possible I only took in one 20 seconds um, And it actually helps with morning pees. So if you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I'm just like lying in bed because I have to pee, but it's not time for my alarm. Ah," Like you'll have less of those. Um, It increases blood pressure. Caffeine accounted for premature deaths of 14% of coronary heart disease and 20% for stroke. It increases your anxiety. It might make you more excited, but for a lot of people, it's worse. Eh. And and that is it. (laughs) Wow, Mitchell. Wow. Did you stutter too? Okay. Well, (laughs) maybe you need some caffeine. Maybe it's because I had so many facts in there. (laughs) (laughs) I was always like, maybe you need some caffeine. You are having caffeine. Mitch treats tea like it's like ecstasy. He's always like, oh my god, (laughs) I just had a tea like before work. Like, is that okay? Okay. Yes, it's okay. No, let's let's touch on something right now because you 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 shame me for having tea, but you drink espresso. I don't shame you. You do. No, you shame me. Everyone here shames me. For being like, if I have too much tea, I get like shaky. My heart races. Yeah, because that's pathetic. Okay, I'm kidding. no, because okay, we're gonna look up how much caffeine is in an espresso right now. All right, so we looked into the caffeine debate, and it turns out that obviously coffee has more caffeine than tea, but I wasn't so far off. So it's generally agreed upon that around 400 milligrams of caffeine can be consumed daily without any real adverse effects, uh, and that works out to about two to three small cups of coffee, but it's also the equivalent of six to eight shots of espresso, so quite a bit more than the amount of coffees. So where does tea fit into this? Well, you would need 11 small black teas to hit that amount, which obviously is more, so there's less caffeine in tea, 
but it's not that big a difference like eight shots of espresso versus 11 shots of tea like i don't think i'm that crazy for getting so lit off tea okay i'm just a sensitive little susan what makes this issue kind of complicated is that the amount of caffeine in any cup of coffee varies so much from brand to brand. So a 20 ounce Americano from Starbucks has 300 milligrams of caffeine, but the same drink from Tim Hortons, which is a really famous Canadian chain, only has 170 milligrams of caffeine, so nearly half the amount. So that's just something to pay attention to when you're grabbing your morning coffee. And one more fact I want to share that I thought was important to know, kind of cool to know, was that decaf doesn't mean there's no caffeine. It has to have less than five milligrams of caffeine per eight ounce serving, but I kind of like to think about it like if something says it's non-caffeinated, that usually means it's like herbal, there's no caffeine in it. But if it's decaf, the caffeine was stripped from it or affected, but there might still be a little bit. So take that tidbit however you want if you're just as sensitive to caffeine as I am. This is what I mean. This is the thing with caffeine. I think it's like, it's not a bad thing. Like, you'll wake up on Saturday morning and you'll be like, oh, I'm so tired and I just want to get some things done today, but I don't want to drink a tea. And I'm like, drink <laughs> a tea and get your things done. It's not bad for you. Like you said, it. it is a diuretic and you don't like peeing. Peeing is great because peeing, you know what you shouldn't be doing? Sitting all day. That's what literally of one of the reasons I drink caffeine because then I drink lots of water and I keep that thing flowing. It makes me pee lots and I get my steps so in. So that's why you drink caffeine. Yeah. To get Inter your steps Interestingly, in. Interestingly, I drink caffeine to get my steps in. <laughs> and I think that like those things together are going to make me live longer. Also, what I would say is that I, you said something near the end that was kind of just like caffeine means you die earlier. What was that? Um, it increases blood pressure, and they found that caffeine could account for premature deaths, deaths uh, equaling 14% of coronary heart disease and 20% for stroke. Okay, that's a could. That's for sure a could. And with all science, you know, there's always the other side. Of course, side. but and studies have found that correlation. Yeah, and it's also shown it's been good for your heart because it strengthens your heart muscles because you are pumping your heart more. And it reduces age-related inflammation around your heart, which can lead to heart disease. So clearly that's an example of when science, depending on the study, and the parameters can give you very different results. And I think what is important to know is that in this world of consumption, caffeine is not the thing to worry about. Make sure you don't drink too much so that you don't have anxiety attacks or whatever. But right. you just have one or two a day, <laughs> three, who knows, four. Well, okay, then let's speak to how cranky you get when you don't have it <laughs> and how not every minute of every day do you have access to it. I've traveled with you. I know there's times when we literally cannot function until you get a coffee. So don't act like it doesn't cause problems because you don't always have the ability to get coffee into you. And then it's all hell for everyone else, not just you. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? It's a really important part of traveling? Coffee culture, okay? So I think it's really important that when you wake oh, up in that- Oh, let's get into that. What yeah. about tea culture? Way more, um, you know, like elegant. It's I all believe... about the aromas and the steam. This is and... about caffeine, Mitchell, which is in tea, okay? Oh, true. This is not coffee oh, versus okay. tea, which you said I know coffee culture. Okay, you said coffee culture. Yeah, and I just got coffee excited culture about tea. is- ex If you're traveling, you need to find a cafe. It's not my fault that I'm like- <laughs> Mitch, I know where we're going to have like a real local experience and it's usually at a cafe. You want to know what? You're so white. Like <laughs> <laughs> that your cultural experience of traveling is to find only cafes. Like, <laughs> Well, I'm just thinking of Costa Rica. It's like that's where like a, we went there and there's lots of caffeine and they went to that amazing cafe and it was so good. <sighs> and it had a sign on the wall that was like, but first, give me my coffee. I mean, you often talked about like caffeine making you happy and I don't disagree with that, but it's like, 
cocaine does that to people Whoa. too. <laughs> okay. Other drugs make people happy. I'm not obviously I'm not saying <laughs> caffeine is the same as cocaine, <laughs> but it is a drug, I, and that's something we have to accept. And we have to accept that it also has negative impacts on people's lives. Also, it in in a way is a gateway drug to oh Mitchell, cons- not Ryan, to other drugs, conservative Moffat, not to other drugs, to other things like a lot of sugar and a lot of fat because people put a lot of cream and a lot of sugar in their coffee. I know you don't. You drink your coffee black, I think. A but little bit of milk. A little bit for of a milk. lot of people, they don't necessarily think about how many extra calories that is every single day. And on top of that, I'd also like to bring up the financial disparities between how much coffee costs now. Like you could be spending hundreds of dollars a month. Think of how much you could save. I'm not just saying I'm not saying caffeine is bad for you, but the way that we consume it might not be so great for your life in general. Another thing you could talk about, too, to help to get on your side a little bit is also, I think there's a lot of waste around coffee. We are lucky to work above a cafe, so it's a lot easier for us to bring our mugs just downstairs when we need our afternoon brew. But when we're out and about, we, along with most people, order our coffee and get it in a takeout cup. In your head, you might be like, coffee cups are usually made of paper. They are, but they have a polyethylene lining inside them to prevent leakage. And that polyethylene lining is not biodegradable. And the process of separating the two materials is so difficult that in most cases, coffee cups are not recyclable and you should throw them directly into the trash. A few years ago, it was estimated that 2.5 billion, that's with a B, billion coffee cups were thrown away each year, and that figure is likely a lot higher even now. And in Canada, an inventory of waste that ends up in waterways was done, and it was found that the top polluter was in fact Tim Hortons. Okay, Tim Hortons is, for some reason, our... (laughs) coffee shop it's a chain a lot of americans come here and are like why is it so special it's not even that great oh my god i'm gonna get roasted for saying that anyways it's essentially a coffee chain here in canada and therefore coffee and takeout cups is a huge issue of pollution in the waterways in canada but this is just thinking about the waste from coffee cups and there's actually even more to think about when it comes to coffee coffee is the world's second most tradable commodity after oil it's a multi-billion dollar industry and Coffee plants are typically cultivated in tropical and subtropical areas at high elevations, often in rugged mountainous areas, and they naturally grow under a shaded canopy of trees. The sheltering from the canopies also provides a valuable habitat for indigenous animals and insects, and you might think this is a good thing, but things have changed when it comes to growing coffee now. Most industries are sun-grown crops as they provide the greatest yields of coffee. Originating in the 1970s, sun-cultivated or sun-grown coffee is produced on plantations where forestry is cleared away so that coffee is grown in rows as a monoculture with no-no-no-no canopy. Sun-cultivated coffee, in concert with the necessary addition of fertilizer, creates the highest yield of coffee, but eliminates the diversity of plants which support the array of insects and animals we were talking about earlier, and it also poses a detrimental impact to the biodiversity of the region. Farmers have been positively encouraged to replace their traditional and supposedly inefficient farming methods with this higher-yielding technique of sun cultivation, which has resulted in over 2.5 million acres of forest being cleared away in Central America alone to make for coffee farming for us. Also, the process of separating the commercial product, which is the beans, from the coffee cherries generates enormous volumes of waste material in the form of pulp. 
Over a six-month period in 1988, when I was born, it was estimated that processing 547,000 tons of coffee in Central America generated as much as 1.1 million tons of pulp and polluted 110,000 cubic meters of water every day. One thing you could do is when you are buying coffee at the grocery store, look for shade-grown brands as they are far less disruptive and, you know, they keep that cascading canopy of trees that keep insects and biodiversity alive. According to the American Birding Association, shade coffee plantations are second only to undisturbed forests as the best habitat for birds and other fauna in Latin America. So when you're going to get a coffee, you maybe want to check the fine label and make sure it's shady. You might care about this. Coffee inhibits the production of collagen, which is required for the healthy growth of skin and nails. So if you want to keep that beauty, I that love glow. Wrinkles. And I no literally honey. think wrinkles Is that are why beautiful. you wear face masks? Is that I why you have special creams masks. from Aesop to put on your tender little face? <laughs> I, like, do that. <laughs> I do that once a month do- <laughs> for self-care. Okay, I love wrinkles. I think wrinkles are beautiful. And I thought you were going to say something like coffee no. directly affects you're just, whales you're or something. You're flipping the script. No, that they, they don't. That would be my killer point for sure. My killer whale point, but they don't hurt whales. I don't think. I don't know. Huh? Um, okay, well, I, let me just have the last word because okay. I know you're digging deep. And I just think that what we just really need to know here is that caffeine, it's a safe drug mm. that allows us all to feel good. As long as we are drinking water. As long as you're not drinking it. <laughs> drinking in moderation. As long I, as you're not not drinking it is it what is I meant to say. culturally something that, you know, take a break, take the edge off, have a coffee with a friend, okay? It is not as bad as people say compared to other things. And I just think caffeine is great. Okay, and I will end by saying, give it a try. The first couple of weeks of your life, if you're quitting and you're a big addict, will be horrible. But I'm telling you, from personal experience, and this is anecdotal, but some of the research backs it up, you will start waking up feeling way better when you're not drinking caffeine. You'll have, if you're an anxious person, you'll feel much less anxious generally. If you have heartburn, you will feel that less. I feel like it just kind of resets you, and that's why I kind of like to come in and out of it. There's times when I need it, there's times when I don't. Like anything, let's keep it in moderation. Flash and you'll to you be not happy. having tea one morning and crying on the floor. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. Let us know what uh, should we what who, should we do next. Yeah, give us ideas. Give us ideas. Hashtag side note podcast. We need ideas. We're freaking out. We're running out. out. The podcast is almost over. No, we, uh, whether it's just fun ideas like this or it's like relevant to pop culture or stuff that's going on right now, we love giving our opinions and splicing in some science about it. Use the hashtag side note podcast to let us know. And you can also follow us at Mitchell Moffat and at Whale Watch Me PLZ. (laughs) Otherwise, we'll, we'll see you next week. Peace. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.